Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the bride. Television is the voice of the true bride of Christ. Author and White House correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books. As she traveled the country in obedience to God's serving ministries, her books are about the Bride of Christ, preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride, Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Dr. Jew released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment, technology, tribulation days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions, exposes the one world religion agenda. Dr. June exposes the new world order and satanic agenda. This book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who have surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system. This book chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment. Where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? The human implantation chip, etc. So purchase the American pod books today before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed. Be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. June's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book, please go to treehousepublishers.com. Thank you. Thank you. 
today. I am so excited to be with you today, Bride, because we are at the end of our chapters, at the end of our book. Remember I told you, Bride, that we are all uh, trees in God's great garden, and we're all books being written. And um, we are here at the end in our last chapter. And I hope that after today's sermon that you will be encouraged to continue your race. I am here to walk beside you to help you uh, to finish your race with grace. And uh, some of you may not know if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But after today, you will know. And we're going to take care of this today because... Remember what I said as well, Bride, about living in the tribulation period is we have to keep everybody reminded that this is it. We have to keep them focused that this is judgment and none of us are guaranteed tomorrow, Bride. So we have to make sure when we talk to people that they understand that uh, everything that's happening is so that they will be wooed back to God. And that is God's biggest concern, not saving the system like NAR is doing, the freedom movement. They're trying to save a system. That The system is what is the beast now. But God wants to save souls. And that is what you uh, need to help people with whenever you're ministering to them is to help them to stay on track to understand that this is it. This is your time before God. Don't focus on the system. 
because it is going to fade away. We need to focus on our own self and doing what God has called us to do in this last hour. So we're going to talk about this today, Bride, about is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Because remember, we cannot control what other people do out here. We don't know if their, <clears throat> excuse me, if their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But we have to answer to God for our own self. We cannot get to heaven because of our parents, our spouse, our children, our pastor, anyone else. So this is a race that we're running between us and Jesus. Amen. So let's go ahead and get started. What is the lamb and who is it? Jesus is the lamb that was slain. In John 1, 29, it states, The next day John sees Jesus coming unto him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. That was pretty epic, Bride, because John was the one proclaiming before Jesus came. He was preparing the way. John 1.36 states, And looking upon Jesus as he walks, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Now remember, bribe me telling you about in the days of old, back in the Old Testament, they used to do sacrifices of real animals because the blood had to be slain in order for people to have their sins covered, not forgiven, but covered. And then when Jesus came, he actually took away, not just covered our sin, but literally took away. Why? Because he is the lamb. He was the perfect lamb. Why do we need a lamb, bride? Well, Jesus is the perfect and ultimate sacrifice for sin. In Isaiah 53.10, it states, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Sin is death, bride. Romans 6.23 states, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. See, that is the lie of the enemy right now that is telling people that they have more time. There is no more time. Uh, the judgment that we're in right now is because of sin. The sin that has been in the nation and the sin that's been in the church. So we have to understand that Jesus died for the wages of the sin. He paid the price for us on the cross.
When Jesus died on the cross for your sins, the question is, have we accepted the sacrifice that he has made for our sins? Do we really accept it or are we still holding on to our past and not allowing Jesus to cleanse us of our past so that we can finish our race? I know, Brad, through many of you that we have prayed for on the phone in the office. Uh, many of you that we have talked to have uh, cried to us and explained to us about the sorrow that you are experiencing right now. And uh, some of you don't feel worthy of Jesus' sacrifice. Well, I want to tell you today, Bride, that the Lord loves you very much. And he wants to heal you, and he wants to forgive you, and he wants to uh, use you in this last hour. He wants you to uh, trust in him that he will be your provider. He will be your, your best friend. He will be your deliverer. He will be your healer. He will guide you and lead you. This is the greatest time, Brad that we have ever lived because we're going to see such miracles of God uh, in the midst of the terribleness when other people are suffering because of choices they made. Uh, you're going to see the miracles of God in this hour, but we have to allow him to heal our past and accept the sacrifice that he made and give it to him. You know, we've talked about this a lot before, Brad, about laying our family members down, laying our loved ones down, and allowing Jesus to just let his blood flow over them and heal them, you know. And so right now, while I'm thinking about that, let's just all do this right now. Lord, we just come before you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, and we just lay all of our loved ones down. We lay all of our family members down. We lay our friends down at the foot of the cross and ask you, Lord, to just let your blood flow over them. Lord, show them the truth, Lord. Deliver them and heal them, Lord. And we give them to you, Lord. We give the burden to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so... The beast right now, Brad, he is your very real enemy, and he is trying to take your soul. He wants to wear down the saints. That's what the Bible says, that he is in the tribulation time, he tries to wear down the saints. But I want to encourage you day, today, Brad, charge! Stay fired up, Brad. Keep them boots on. We are in a battle. It's not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We have more that is for us than is against us. And our God knows what he's doing. He has taken us across the river, across the Jordan. He's already mapped out our future. He's already got it lined up. We just got to keep our ears attuned to heaven so we can hear what the spirit is saying to the church and that is what the bible says in the last days let the ears hear what the spirit is saying to the church so that's what i pray for all of us this morning that we would hear what the spirit is saying to us no matter how long this race is 
and that he would give us the grace to finish this race. Amen. In Revelation 13, 8, it says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life for of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So those that worship the beast, their names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. This is what is when they are converted uh, into being transhuman. Uh, their name is written out of the book because they sold their soul. When they, when they take the mark of the beast, they sell their soul to the devil and then their name is removed out of the book. Revelation 3, 5 says, He that overcomes, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the Lamb's book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. So let me tell you a story right here, bride. There once was a man. When he was a little boy, his father was a Pentecostal preacher. And he was seven years old and his father got mad at him one day and hit him upside the head with the two by four. Why he did, I don't know, but this is the story. So the little boy began to have seizures, and the Pentecostal preacher felt so bad about what he had done, and it changed this boy's life. So the doctors told the boy, you will not live past 25. So the man turns 25, and then I meet him after my divorce from the kid's father. I meet this man, and when I met him, you know, he was single, and he had two kids, and I had three kids, and uh, he was he was my age, and he, um, let's see, he had long hair, he was smoking cigarettes, uh, let's see, what else, he had tattoos, and had piercings, and he was a good-looking man. But, um, he, when we started talking and we started dating, you know, I started talking to him about the Lord and, uh, he was telling me, you know, he's a preacher's kid and he's really angry about what his father did when he was little. And he, he said that he hasn't been the same, you know, and he knows he, he'll die soon or whatnot. And so I devoted a lot of my time to him to restore his relationship with God, you know. And I would tell him, you know, the Lord loves you and he's going to use you in spite of all that that happened. And, you know, you have children and they want to see you be an overcomer and all this kind of stuff, you know. And this was even after I was coming off the heels of a very abusive marriage. And so, uh, me and him, you know, we got really close and fell in love and whatnot. Well, at the same time, my family, you know, was very uh, not supportive of my divorce because they felt like, you know, he gave us a good life and I should have stayed with him, blah, 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 you know. But 
Uh, but anyways, neither here nor there. The point is, is that I went back to the ex-husband. And so we get remarried and I leave this guy. Well, it hurts him real bad. So I guess it was about, I don't know, four or five years later, me and the kid's father divorced again. And I just happened to be driving through the town. And so I called him and I said, hey, I'd like to come by and see you. It's been a long time. He said, okay, we'll come by. I was calling him the day before I drove through the town. He said, just come by in the morning, you know, and knock on the door and wake me up. I'd love to see you. I've got some great news to tell you. I said, okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So I got there in the morning. I guess it's about 7 o'clock in the morning. And I heard the alarm going off in there. And I was like, oh, well, he must have not got up yet. So I come in the house. Now, he lived in this house behind his parents because of his seizures, but he had his own separate dwelling and everything, and uh, we had a lot in common, actually, because he was pretty techy like I was, you know, And uh, but I walked in there, and I saw him kind of in the dark and a little bit of shade uh, sitting on the couch, and... Uh, he had his arm sticking out, and his leg was sticking out. And I thought, oh, you know, I thought he was, you know, kind of joking with me, you know, uh, sitting up wanting me to turn the light on or whatever. So the light switch was right over his head. So I went over there to flick the light on, and I was going to reach down and kiss him on the forehead. And when I turned the light on, I looked at him, and he was dead. He, he was already blue, and he was stiff, and he had vomit on him where he had had a seizure in the middle of the night. Well, something told me the night before about 11.30 to call him, and I thought, no, you know, because I don't want to wake his parents up or whatever, So, but that was the time they died, but anyway... So I went running in the house and I got his mom and I said, something's wrong with him. And she said, oh, he does that all the time, you know, about turning blue. So she comes out there and sees him and just starts screaming, no, no. By the way, she was a very good woman. I mean, very good, holy woman. Uh, they were UPC, you know. And so she... Um, went running in the house, called her husband and said, something's wrong with him. He's blue. You've got to come home now. So the father come home and bride, this was the saddest thing. This was the saddest thing. The father come home and he had a, his lunch pail in his left hand and he walked in and he said, where is he at? And she looked at him and she said, honey, he's gone. And when she said that, he fell to his knees and started screaming at the top of his lungs, No! You know? And he was all screaming and crying, and she was hugging him, and they was loving on one another. And I was sitting over there just bawling, because I haven't seen them in years, but they did love me. And I loved them, too. You know, I went to church with them before visiting and whatnot, and got baptized one time in the name of Jesus and come up out of the water and they was all standing there looking at me and I was like, oh, y'all, you know, I was thinking to myself, y'all must be wanting me to speak in tongues. So I started speaking in tongues because <laughs> I was already filled with the Holy Ghost, you know. But anyway, uh, 
So anyways, they was sitting in the floor crying and loving on one another, and I was over there crying. And he gets up to go get the kids. And the kids were still in school, and they were just little. I mean, they was like seven and eight years old. And so he went and got them from school, and they come running in the house and come running straight to me and said, Dad was going to ask you to marry him today. He was so excited. Oh, then that made me start bawling. I was just crying like, oh, no. So we was at the funeral, and I was standing there looking at him, and his mom walked over to me, and she said, yeah, he was going to ask you to marry him. And uh, she said, I've got to tell you his story. She said about a week before he died, he came to church, and he had his hair cut off and had a suit on and had his piercings out, and he walked straight to the front row. And the pastor preached, Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? And he went to the altar and gave his life back to the Lord and forgave his father. And she said it was the most beautiful sight you ever seen. They were crying, loving on each other, forgiving one another. But he forgave his father finally and gave his life back to Jesus a week before he met the Lord. So she told me he was going to ask you to marry him. And I was crying, and I said, I'm just so happy he's in heaven. I'll see him there. And so that story, though, is a good story about hope. Until we take our last breath right, we have hope. And I'm telling you, I've told you stories, Bride, about me praying with people on their deathbed and how people before their last breath, you know, if you know, that they have, some of them have said the sinner's prayer right before they died. And the Lord meets them on the other side. So, it's very important to us to have our name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we're going to talk about more about this. In Revelation 20, 12, it says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. You know, Bribe, we have an angel with us that just documents everything we do. And we will answer for every word that comes out of our mouth. Amen. Revelation twenty one twenty seven says, And there shall in no wise enter, in, enter into it anything that defiles, neither whatsoever works abomination or makes a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. 
So right there gives you a few reasons why people's names will not be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And you know, coexisting, that's one of the biggest things, because why? This is what I keep telling you, Bride, about NAR and the freedom movement. This is what they are doing on a stick. They are mixing, mixing religions. It's a vomit. It's a stench in God's nostrils. Revelation 20.15 says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And Exodus 32.33, And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Psalm 69:28 Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. What is righteous, bride? Right living. Revelation chapter 20 says, verse 11, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, both small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So yes, when you, when you die, when a person dies, their soul goes to heaven or hell. But then there will come judgment day when time is done and the battle of Armageddon and the thousand years and all this. Then we have judgment day when all the deeds are revealed. And then there will be a second, a second death. Daniel, there is hope for the Christian. Daniel 12, 1 says, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which stands for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as was never before. Let me start out. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which stands for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation. Even to that same time, and at that time shall be, shall thy people... At that time thy people shall be delivered. Every one shall be found written in the book. 
Well, I look at this picture with Daniel, the angel, and the lion's den. You know, Daniel was uh, saved in the lion's den. And when you look at it compared to the time that we're in right now, it looked impossible back then, didn't it, Brad? It sure did. But it says right here, look, this to me is talking about tribulation time. Because it says, and there shall be a time of trouble, which this is the trouble, such as never was since there was a nation. That's right. Even to the same time. That's right now. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Every one shall be found written in the book. So I believe that God has got us in control, Brad. That he is with us. And that he will be with us. Amen. Through all the things coming. Now I want to read to you, Brad, Revelation chapter 22. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb, in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Are you his servant, bride? Yes, we are. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. Now, isn't that something? Because the beast wants his name in his children on the earth right now. In their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must be shortly, which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keeps the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then said he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the saying of the book, Worship God. In other words, don't worship me because I'm an angel, worship God. And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that, now this is the word for you today, bride, because uh, I want to talk to you about this, bride, because there's so much going on out there. Uh, and I don't want you to be so discouraged about other people's decisions, okay? And this is the word for you that says, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. 
and he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loves and makes a lie. Now, most of my haters, bride, that are hating me out there, they're like this. They are living in sin, living in relationships they shouldn't be in, blah, blah, blah. Uh, haters are going to be haters. You have to just leave them and let them be and trust in God, okay? You trust in God and you leave them to do what they're going to do. They're going to answer to God just like you're going to answer to God. And that goes for every person that you are trying to reach. Okay, now verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come and let him that hears say, come and let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy... God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. And he testifies these things, saying, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Isn't that beautiful, bride? Isn't that beautiful? The Lord is so good. I'm telling you, one time I knew this preacher, and uh, she would, whenever, whenever she would pray for people, uh, she would always pray. She would reach up whenever she was praying for healing, and she would reach up and... Uh, act like she was pulling a leaf off for healing off of that tree she would like grab it in the spirit it's pretty amazing to watch her uh pray for people for healing all right now how do you know if your name is written bride number one do not worship the beast Remember it says when they worship the beast, they worship the image. 
They worship the number of his name, and then they worship 666. So stay pure, give your life to Jesus, overcome unto the end. Do not mix or be defiled. This is what I keep trying to tell you about these New Age doctors. Don't mix with the occult or New Age or any of that stuff. Overcome unto the end. And do not defile or mix and pray and trust God. Now, give your life to Jesus. The ABCs of salvation is admit that you're a sinner and you've made mistakes. Believe that Jesus is God's only son and chose to die on the cross for you. And commit yourself to a life of following Jesus and serving others. So, what we're going to do right now is we are going to go ahead and pray. If you... Um, do not if you do not know that you your name is written in the land's book of life or if you just want to pray again and make sure that you are or if you know for sure that you're not and you want to be in jesus's uh book of life okay so let's all bow our heads just repeat after me say jesus i believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you are real and that you love me. Please forgive me for all my sins. Deliver me and set me free. Show me who you are and use me for your glory in these last days. And I choose to give you all of my life and my burdens and sorrows today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining in the Bible study this morning. And we have a treat for you today. My husband is going to give you the treat. This is the peels. Hallelujah. <laughs> so thankful for the peels. Father, thank you for this new day this morning. But your mercies are new every morning. Father, we have this honor and this privilege to come into your presence and sing your praises and just lavish, Lord, at your feet all the praises that you deserve. Touch everyone here today that is joining, Lord. Touch their lives, Father. May there be a new song in our spirit that rises up to you as a sweet aroma, Lord God. That frankincense that puts that's put on the altar of our God, it would just come up, Lord, to you. And just please your heart. I worship you, Lord. We worship you. We join our hearts together, Lord. And honor your name, Lord, today. You're so worthy. 
Well, again, good morning to all our YouTube uh, joiners and our Facebook and and wherever you're joining in from. I pray you're blessed this morning. Well, let's sing, sing to our Lord, our King today. Oh, sorry, wrong song. I do love that song, man. Holy, holy is he. Sing a new song to him who sits. We are the Hold on, bro. <laughs> Here we go. I love this song, Brad. Here we go. Well, Lord. We're just going to follow it through, Brad. <laughs> you were convinced. Jesus. 
us into your vessels of honor today, Lord. Yes, Lord. You are the potter. We are the clay today, so mold us and shape us, Lord. Yes, As we go Lord. Into the word. Hallelujah, Lord. But he was used of God. He was a mighty man of God. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, for this time together, and I ask your blessing, Father, upon all those that are here. Lord, provide, <laughs> for every need, Lord God. provide for every house that's listening, oh, Lord God. And fill them with your Holy Spirit, that they would feel your presence every day, whatever they're doing, Lord, wherever they, they happen to be going, Father, they know that you are going ahead of them. We thank, thank you, Lord. Lord. We give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Nice prayer. Here we go. Riches and hope. I'd rather have Jesus than hearts and I'd rather be led by his Give it all to you, right? Hungry, see everything 
This is something that we all have to look forward to is being with Jesus. So I want to sing you a song before we get off here and then we'll pray for you. What a day there will be when our Jesus we will see. As we look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through that promised land what a day glorious day that will be you know bride i've told you the story about the night that my mama died i was in the room with her and i had my head my hands holding her head and the rest of the kids and grandkids, they were around her arms and legs. And, you know, we was all holding her very tight. She had all of her family around her. And we were singing Amazing Grace. And Jesus walked in the room. I felt him walk in. I said, Mama, Jesus is here. Jesus is here to take you, Mama. And my brother... He told her, he said, Mama, it's okay, you can go. My mom was in a coma. And when my brother said that, she took her last breath. And she left. But I knew she was with him. He come and took her hand and took her over. It's such a sweet, sweet moment, Bride. If I could just tell you all the stories of people I've been with on their deathbed. When they cross over to the other side, it is like they're not dying. They're living. In this earth that we're in right now is a constant death. We're dying every day. But when we take his hand and we cross over there, we'll be living like we have never lived. So, I want to encourage you to hang in there. I know we're hearing a lot of bad reports. And the good report is that you're going to be with Jesus very soon. And it will be forever. But listen, we don't want to lose the moment we're in, Brad. We don't. We're not going to let fear run our life. 
We're not going to let persecution run our lives. We're not going to let the opinions of others run our lives. We are going to live with all the gusto that the Lord gives us because we want to fulfill our mission, bride. So let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for all the bride out there, Lord, right now. I pray peace in their homes peace in their hearts, peace in their sleep, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus over them right now. I come against oppression and depression right now. Go right now in the name of Jesus. The spirit of fear, go right now in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare freedom in every home, in the spirit, that is. And I pray, Lord, that you deliver them and set them free, Lord. I pray that their ears would hear what you are saying to them right now in this hour, Lord. And I pray for a a fervency of passion in their hearts, Lord. A passion to want to draw closer to you. A passion to want to read your word. And a passion to want to seek your face, Lord, through this time. And Lord, I lay all of their burdens. We lay them all down right now at the foot of the cross. Lord, we give you our families. We give you our friends and we give you our sorrows. We give you our disappointments. We give you our rejections. We give you our hurts right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we come in agreement with heaven, Lord, that you are not finished with us yet. And that we are the remnant. We are the bride. We are the last generation finishing this book. So, Lord, we thank you and give you praise for what you've done for us. And we accept your sacrifice today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, bride, it has been wonderful being with you today. And I pray that all of you are doing well. And I will see you in the morning for our Bible study in the book of Lamentations. God bless you, brother. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.